You know what spreads faster than any virus? It's fear. And when it comes to fear, you can either forget everything and run. Do you agree with all that? Ha. <laughs> yes. Folks, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and Scott Sweeney. Also known as Mr. 306 and Mr. 307. After our boy Pitbull here. I, I don't know about you, but I'm uh, Mr. 69. Oh, shit. Kid, that's sick. I'm Mr. 420. That's oh, sick, Oh, shit, kid. We're so cool. This is the worst fucking song I've ever heard. Yeah. I joked about playing the whole thing, but what is this? I believe that we will win, parenthesis, world anthem. Yeah, I like how Pitbull's telling us this is a world anthem. Like, Just in case you didn't pick up on the fact that I'm trying to unite us here. Yeah. This is what, it, that's the intent. This isn't just a song. This is a world anthem. Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. This whole situation must be tough on him in particular. Mr. Worldwide, he's got to be stationary. That's tough. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't think he feels like he's worldwide even when he's just sitting in his house? Wow. Aha. Uh-huh. He, he sucks that much. No, that's a silver lining. Um, but yes, folks, welcome back to the program. We're back. How you doing? How you been? You can act like a man! You want to get right into the news right up top? There's uh, nothing more that I would rather do. He's back. Than the news. Got some sad news right up top. Oh, boy. HBO has renewed <clears throat> Westworld for a fourth, fifth, and sixth They're season. <laughs> they are trying to kill us. Yeah, what the fuck? It's in the middle of its third it's season. It's all they have right now. Yeah. What are they going to, you know, the backbone of HBO is Westworld. That's what a tough world we live in. Like, what are they going to, you know, promote us to watch the second and third episode of Run? Exactly. Like, nobody, I feel like nobody loves this show. But yeah, it's all HBO has at the moment. So they're like, I guess we got to see this through till the end. They're in the middle of their third season right now, which is even more ponderously boring than the second season, <clears throat> somehow. And anyone still watching Westworld is a robot themselves. Yeah, even Cod admitted that like he doesn't know what's happening and that it's super confusing and like that he doesn't really like it. Cod's a robot. He's that's, just a sick fuck. That's a robot reveal. I mean, what went on up there? Poppers and weird sex. What? No. It's such like a waste of money with this show. It's just yeah. exhausting. I'd rather see like <laughs> a, a Waterworld TV show than Westworld. I mean, like we can enough. joke about that, but it actually could be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being completely serious. I think that would be Waterworld dope. was a movie that had so much potential. Yes. To be phenomenal. And then it met all that potential and some. <laughs> yep. When it was fully it. actually. Him just drinking his own piss. That we need more the, movies with Kevin Costner in a unitard drinking his own piss. I mean, the Mariner, one of the great characters of all time. But, what about uh, the Postman? <laughs> what about the Postman? Speaking of the greatest characters of all time, Venom 2 has a new <sighs> title. It's called Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'm sighing not because I'm not psyched about Venom. I'm sighing because all I want to do is watch Venom, and I can't. Yes. It was also moved from coming out in October to June next year, which when I told you that you seemed the most distraught out of anything that's happened this whole time, 
when I told you Venom 2 got delayed. Of everything that's gone down so far, that's the worst possible thing. Yeah. Worst case scenario we're living through. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that uh, a friend of the show, Ashley Mattingly, a Playboy oh. playmate, oh. Uh, last week decided that with everything going on, that you know she couldn't take it anymore, and she actually committed suicide. Oh. Didn't know... That's yeah. where that was going. Which is not great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what to even say to that. <laughs> Take a stand together. And also the Batman got pushed back. That's uh, fucking killing me too. It, that's going to be a Halloween movie now. Got pushed back almost like a full year. Batman will be a Halloween movie. Halloween 2020? 2021. That's what I meant. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Bummer. And I also saw Sofia Coppola's next movie has been announced. It's called On the Rocks. You stupid fucking bottle-mouth cunt! Which will reunite her with Bill Murray. They famously made Lost in Translation together, which is mildly overrated, but a good movie. It's got some stuff. How do you feel about it? I It's okay. Yeah, I like Sofia Coppola. I thought that... Um, I really liked that movie with Stephen Dorff where he's at, at the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles, and I can't remember the name of it now. Somewhere. There it is. I thought that was really cool. I liked the bling ring. Yeah, the bling ring's good. I and never saw the Virgin Suicides. People say that's good, though. I think that was her first. It bored me. Yeah. I found that boring. It seems a little snoozy. It insists on itself. Even though it's got my girl Dunst and some other fun people. But yeah, I'll... Uh, her new movie, On the Rocks, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones in a, quote, battle of the generations. I assume he plays her father and they don't get along and have wacky fun back and forth. Who knows? I like Rashida Jones a lot. Ooh, do which you? Which is like when we get to TV, guys, I want to talk about um, Black as Fuck. Oh, yes, yes. Which I hope you watched at least some of. I watched one. Okay, good. We'll get into I it. I think it's outstanding. Um, Edgar Wright, friend of the show, had a birthday. He's now Mate. 46. Yes. Love his feature films. His, uh, I you do. I basically brought that up for you. I don't actually care for him, but <laughs> he's still a friend of the show. I want to see his next movie. I'm sure it got delayed. It was supposed to come out in September. Hopefully it still does because it's supposed to be like a crazy, like, psychological thriller horror movie with Anya Taylor-Joy. Like Who's she again? That babe from The Witch and yeah, 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 yeah. The, some like, other stuff. Weird eyes. They're yeah. really far apart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like her. She's good. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt is selling her home in Pacific <laughs> Palisades, California. It's a 3,600 oh. square foot modern, you know, uh, palatial estate. So if you're in the market for some overpriced real estate that, you know, may or may not smell like Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, give me a call. I'm actually representing the listing. Let's take a stand. Interesting. I saw that uh, Chris Pine has been cast in Paramount's reboot of The Saint. Like the Val Kilmer movie? Exactly. Why do they insist on making a new version of The Saint? I've been hearing about the reboot for this for like years. They cast so many different people and then it didn't end up happening. The original is such a nothing movie. Exactly. The Val Kilmer one stinks. That's based on like a TV show from back when TVs were invented that nobody even remembers. Mm. It's like... Why do we keep doing this with The Saint? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with not ever watching The Saint or the remake. Kid, unless they make The Boondog Saint, that'd be pretty oh, sick. Oh, shit, kid. I'd give that a fucking green light. 
And also Chris Pine wise, I saw he got cast in uh, Olivia Wilde's next movie, Don't Worry Darling, which uh, got a hot cast, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, and Pine. It doesn't say what it's about, but I'll watch that. Sounds like something. Huh. Is that some sort of boondock Saints yeah, cut? It was super <laughs> delayed. I fucked up. Uh, Aaron Carter uh, is actually his girlfriend is pregnant after he got uh, the worst face tattoo I have ever seen in my life. I suppose he thought, you know what? Now, after all of these, you know, drug and alcohol abuse issues, it's time to bring a child into the world. Doesn't he have, like, Rihanna on his face or something? Uh, I believe it's Medusa. Oh. But with, like, Rihanna, there's something to do with Rihanna. You're yeah. not off base there. I I caught a glimpse of him. I was like, huh, that's that's something. Yeah, he looks like a shithead, folks. Aaron Carter. I mean, speaking of boy band type stuff, today is New Kids on the Block Day. I don't know if you're aware of this. Massachusetts declared April 24th. Uh, <laughs> New Kids on the Block Day, 31 years ago. <laughs> what a big day. Uh, Aaron Carter and the guys from New Kids on the Block are both big parts of my childhood, jokes aside. Like, Aaron Carter, we were old enough to make fun of him because we are about the same age or older than he is. Hmm. But New Kids on the Block, I was right in the pocket of, like, kindergarten, first grade, like, that being one of the first musical artists that I was ever told was cool. Hmm. I remember thinking these guys were like awesome. <laughs> these guys whale. This uh I always remember Mark Wahlberg being in New Kids, but he wasn't. No, he was in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch and Donnie Wahlberg was in the New Kids. Correct. But I don't I always remember him I, yeah, being same. part of it. It just seems like he would have been. But uh I don't know. Them both as shitty teenage pop singers that turned into shitty adult <laughs> actors. Just a couple blue bloods. Yeah, here we are. I mean, we're hanging out. You see that Asian guy over there? Let's blind him and then go make some music. I was wondering which one of us was going to get there first. Did Good. you see that, uh, what else? We have a lot of music news, I guess, today. Unfortunately, um, friend of the show, uh, I can't even jokingly call him a friend of the show, R. Kelly owes the IRS almost $2 million in back oh, taxes. R. Kelly's back. He just, he's having a really tough, and it's his own doing. I'm not sympathizing with him. Mm. R. Kelly, he basically is in the worst possible spot imaginable. He's jammed into one of the most crowded prisons in the world during the peak of the coronavirus (laughs) with probably a life sentence over his head, yet he still owes tons of money in taxes. Like, realistically, anything that's left for anyone that he cares about is just going to be gone. And he's just going to rot in jail for the rest of his life. You know what, dude? And he deserves it, so I don't care. Let's hear this chorus one time. Doesn't mean we can't still enjoy this song. <laughs> Hoo! That, was always, Hoo! that was always the weirdest part about the whole R. Kelly thing to me. He has this song and, like, you know, the Trapped in the Closet song that's, like, a joke. But he's not, like... Uh, it's not like we're losing like Elton John or something, like a hit maker. R. Kelly has like two cuts. <laughs> like, um, throw him in a garbage can. I'd like to agree with you, but I can't here. Okay, that's fair. I can't. I'm not like an R. Kelly guy anymore because he's such a piece of shit, but he does. He's got some songs. Maybe I just can't think of them, but that's he's like the Ignition remix is a really good oh, one. He did that whole album with Jay Z. I did forget about Reignition. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> that. And Step in the Name of Love. Do you know that one? 
I don't. That's probably my favorite R. Kelly song of all time. I won't play it. We've been music heavy, but he, yeah, he, he, he's a real scumbag and, you know, he'll probably get like the death penalty because he's in California. I saw that, uh. Netflix is not wasting any time making a coronavirus documentary. Oh, yeah, you said you were going to mention this. They rolled, <laughs> you got a stew going. They're, they're rolling this out on Sunday. Like, there's a pandemic going on, and they're just, like, racing around, like, we got to have the hot new documentary for everyone to watch. Like, everyone's trapped in their house. They don't want to watch a documentary about how we're all trapped in our house. Like, we have the news. We right. don't. Under the guise of it being informative and helpful, like they care about us. Yeah. Such is, a good job. This is not the documentary we need right now. No. We need a documentary about, like, the legal battles behind the song Who Let the Dogs Out, which is now streaming on Hulu, and I watched it in its entirety. What was the, the Baja Men, was that song? <laughs> yes. What were the legal troubles? Like, they, they plagiarized it, or? It was funny. There's, like, 15 different people who claim that they wrote the song, and they have, like, a elaborate story, and, like, some of them have evidence to back it up. It was interesting at first, and then by the end, I was like, who cares? This song is stupid, and all these people are insane. But, <laughs> and, like, it overstays its welcome, even though it's only an hour long, but... The fact that it exists was funny. I was like, I'll watch this. You watched all of that? Yeah. I respect that. I did. So Netflix-wise, I saw a mildly uplifting story that everything they had slated to come out in 2020 is completed filming. So those will all presumably hit their release dates. All those shitty originals that we'll hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. I mean, it's something. I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, you're right. It's, I'm Can't wa- wait. I'm watching Baja Men documentaries over nah, here. No, I didn't mean to rain on your parade. I just popped your balloon there. But No, it's it, fun. You and me both know, like, yeah. it, they're going to be turkeys. It's just nice to have something new. Exactly. And also, in that vein, the uh, I think you saw this. IFC Films said yes. they will allow theaters to screen 200 of... Uh, 200 movies from their library for free upon reopening, if and when movie theaters start doing that. Including The Human Centipede, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I'm so fucking psyched about. You like sleeping outside a theater to, to be the first in line for Human Centipede I, reissue tickets? I don't know if you guys have seen The Human Centipede, but I can't even imagine how electric that would be in the theater. <laughs> that movie yeah. rules. It, the, just the synopsis is there's this crazy scientist... And he kidnaps these kids and he sews them together ass to mouth like a human, literally a human chain, a human centipede, and then tries to get them to live. It does. And it takes that premise very seriously, like too seriously. Right. It's not really joke. It's not jokey at all. Not even no bits. Not even a little. It's not even like there's certain stuff that's unintentionally funny, like just the guy himself I get a kick out of. Hmm. But... For the most part, it's extremely serious. And then and they made tonation. And then they made two more, which were considerably less amusing. But I mean, they exist. That's funny. Well, the Human Centipede worked because, and I can't remember the actor's name. That crazy German guy who plays the villain, like he's the guy that made the movie. And then they, the, the second one had they had different people. Yeah. Right. They had that fat guy, yeah. and then I don't remember the third guy. I don't even remember. Yeah, third one's the most forgettable. I remember the poster for the third one. It's like a prison full of people all connected. It's like, okay, you've taken this too far. Like, it was funny at first. Now you're just like connecting the whole world 
with ass to mouth nonsense. Kid, did you see that Gronk is going to the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers to follow Brady? Oh my God, that's sick. No, but just IFC wise. Fuck it. The like they have a bunch of great movies that I'd actually love to see in the theater, like Eternal Sunshine and a bunch of other ones I can't think of. IFC has like a you know a good catalog. I wish theaters would do that more often, like outside of Los Angeles, when theaters screen older movies. Yeah, they that, don't do that enough here. I think that's like I don't the think I've ever thing. done that. I've never gone to it. I've always like seen like oh like they're showing Pulp Fiction, like certain movies that like I was eleven when it came out, so it's not like I went to the movie theater for it. Exactly. Like I've only gone when it's like a reissue and it's like playing all day. I want to go to one where it's like oh it's like a midnight showing of yeah Pulp Fiction or something like that's fun. It'd be up way too late. Or yeah, like an eight an eight thirty. It doesn't have to be literally midnight. Like <laughs> no, the, I know. They probably would though. They always do those at weird hours. Yeah. That was the reason I didn't go the last time they had one. It was at I think the theater in Cambridge. But yeah, that stuff's a real treat. And it's like you have the reels of these films, like play them. I'll watch them. I don't know. It seems like they should do stuff like that in times when the theater would have been empty anyway, right? Like what what's yes. the problem? Uh, and that's the thing though, is th- then I get into Okay, well, when are they going to reopen the theaters? Yeah. When and what are the new policies going to be? We're not going down this road again, but it's like every yeah. other seat and this row is empty and nobody's allowed in line to get popcorn. The whole thing. All the people who work here have face shields. And also in that vein, like production company wise, I saw A24 is auctioning off famous props from their movies to help charities affected by this crisis we find ourselves in. I want to buy that girl's head from Hereditary. Yeah. Is that an option? <laughs> the actual head? Yes. I, don't, I didn't see that in the list. They do have the flower crown from Midsommar. Right. And, uh, that would just take up a lot of space. Like the uncut gems rock. That'd be a, a It'd be a good item. paperweight like for a desk. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll have a desk. And uh, the light from the lighthouse. I don't know who would want that. Some sick maniac. People loved that movie. We shit on it a lot, but people loved it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what they loved about it, but they I didn't did. get down with a weird movie, but not that one. It was just not for me. I actually thought you were gonna like it, and I was really poised for an argument yeah. with like the world's biggest "What'd you like about it?" And you <laughs> came back with saying that you hated it, and I was just stunned. I was like, "Oh, all right. day and night she talks." The uh, they finally announced HBO Max will officially oh. launch on May twenty seventh. I still don't understand what that is. Yeah, it's... There's too many streaming services. They're all just like, you know, like, oh, we just gotta get in there. HBO Max, which has an awful title, is just everything WB owns, including... HBO Cinemax, The CW... Yep. um, Encore? Probably. They own a lot, otherwise they wouldn't be doing this, but I don't know, like, all the specifics... But yeah, it's another thing to waste $15 a month on, folks. Is it 15 It is. Oh, my God. That's actually more than any of the others. They said it's the same as HBO Go, but it's like, I don't know. I bootleg my HBO off my family, so oh. I don't know. I pay for Hulu. I pay for Shudder. Can't remember what else. I guess I pay for Disney+, Plus, Apple TV+. Plus. All these, if you add it all up, it's like people are like, I cut the cord. I'm saving money on cable. Yeah. It's like, are you? Because you got about nine streaming services and they're all chipping away one by one. Yeah, they just repurposed everything. And now you have like what amounts to a cable bill full of streaming bills. It's... Take me back to the days with a with a remote and four channels. And <laughs> Am my, I right? My antenna just with... feet up on the table. 
With a beer and the game on. That's all I need. But yeah, all these streaming platforms have the worst names. We got Peacock coming next month. Quibi, which is failing Oof. tremendously. Take a stand together. HBO Max? Ugh, just HBO call it, sh- call it WBTV or something. That's better. Immediately. And that's not even anything. Yeah, they've sort of moved away from Warner Brothers. Like, just that logo, you don't even see it anymore. Like, I don't know, what did they think? There was, like, a negative association with it because of a bunch of bombs? I don't... Yeah. Have you known... You know, am I talking out of my ass here? I feel like they... I don't... Like, the CW was a complete rebrand of that channel. Yeah. And they also have DC, speaking of bombs. So does Viacom like, own all of that? Probably. That sounds yeah. right. But I don't know. Yeah, we got a... This is stuff that, like, it's levels above. Yeah. Um, speaking of levels above, uh, the rapper Lil Xan had a coronavirus-induced panic attack. That not not he doesn't have the virus, but he was just he was panicked about it, and it landed him in the hospital. Oh, and folks are saying that apparently he is the sole breadwinner in his family of adults, and he is a young man in his mm. early twenties, and he's stressed out about covering um, the expenses that he's accrued being a SoundCloud rapper. And we're actually, we're not even filming it, but how is that, by the way? It's not great. This is a good bit. I made veggie juice and I made, and I got hoops having a glass. Let me get a little, oh, I don't even have my. Yeah. We don't need, need a video. Vi- we don't need a video. I need a haircut so desperately. I don't want the fans to see me in this state. <laughs> He's got the shaggy do going. Yeah. Um, how is that, by the way? Let's get the play by play. It's not great. There's kale in this, correct? Yeah. yeah. It's good for you. I can taste that. It's mm. not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You were anticipating like a, a spit out situation. Mm. I'm glad I could power through. My, my childish palate can at least like tolerate. It's very good for you. The smoothie. Yeah, I'm going to drink it actually. Um, speaking of good for you, Dennis Quaid is. Uh, we mentioned his podcast about a week or two ago. We didn't mention the fact that the name of the podcast is the Denisance, which I think is super clever. I thought you were going to say Quaid's or something <laughs> fun like that. We've got Quaid's. Where is the love for me? That, uh, good for Dennis, I guess. Everyone has a podcast now. It's gone. It's true. It's out of control. And they just, the, speaking of podcasts as well, the um, Operation COVID crackdown just went down with the police around all around America. They rounded up 30 different pedophiles. Hmm. who have been trying to lure kids off of the internet, just oh. given how much more time everybody's spending online during the uh, quarantine. And so we got 30 pedophiles off the street, which is good news. This crisis is really bringing people together out there. It's true. Love to see it. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't heard more stories like that of people doing Horrible like, shit happening. Yeah, like, yeah, that's. I'm surprised by that too. That When I saw that, I was like, oh, here we go. It's It's begun. <laughs> Like, yeah, the amount, think about like the well, darkness. I did read a statistic that domestic violence is way up. Oh. Alcohol related, you know, alcoholics, alcohol abuse, however they measure that, Ba-ba-ba. probably by hospitalizations, that's up. Yeah. Drunk driving is down. Rape is down. Good. Some violent cases. crime is down. Um, car theft is up. Mm. Murder is down. Okay. So like it's it's random. Like there's not people like shooting each other in the street and you know raping, date raping or raping people. Yeah. But guys are beating their wives more. They're drinking more, 
and now we got these pedophiles because they don't need to go and the pedophiles can like get them off of the internet. Yeah, a lot of these guys probably weren't even in person yet, and they're getting arrested. The in lighter news, there's a new Michael J. Fox book on the horizon. You're a Michael J. Fox guy, if memory serves. Yeah. The uh, it's called No Time Like the Future, mm. which is a reference to the popular film series he was in, Back to the Future. I was going to try to make a joke, but I couldn't think of another series that he did because there isn't one. Yeah. He just did like Doc Hollywood and Teen Wolf. <laughs> he has such a weird movie <clears throat> movie career. Like one of the last movies he did was The Frighteners, that Peter Jackson movie he did before The Lord of the Rings. That was okay. Yeah, that's got some stuff. It was kind of cool. And like he's in a bunch of 90s comedies where he plays like an agent. I feel like he's in like four of those. He took a big break. From acting in general, I think, when his Parkinson's, and then he kind of oh, yeah. like roared back in. Yeah. He does good guest work. He popped up on Curb. That was kind of a He funny was very one. funny on Curb. And he had a run on Scrubs years ago that was uh, inspired. Why did you do that, Scotty? <laughs> I'm a Scrubs guy. Sorry, fans. You really are. Um, Heather Locklear just celebrated her first year of sobriety Ooh. this week, and Eminem celebrated his 12th, which... As a sober guy, uh, I'm not even going to make a joke. Good luck to both of them. And uh, Cheers, yeah, my kale cheers. smoothie. You do <laughs> I wonder if that came up on the mic. My blapkin, my napkin. Funny. Yeah, I mean, Eminem got sober the same year that I did, and he was one of my favorite artists, jokes aside. Like, I always thought that was pretty cool. He's a little, he's a couple months ahead of me. I'm coming up on 12 myself, though. Hmm. Um, and Heather Locklear, I didn't even realize she had a problem, but, you know. Yeah. Keep coming back, as she, they say. I think she had some some dark times years ago. I remember hearing about her being on Bad White Boulevard. Poor I can't kid. remember the details. But also in Turkey news, we've been talking about the turkeys that are taking over the world and are just like on the streets. Did you see more of them coming in? Yeah. Not only did I see one, I came so close to running over a turkey the other day. I think I was texting you about in it. In Boston or? Uh... No, in the South Shore. Okay. Less ridiculous, but still absurd. I had to do like a screeching on the brakes, like last second, like, oh my God, to avoid hitting a turkey. <laughs> I was looking for it. Thank you for going a little slower. And this, it was just ridiculous. Then I was just sitting there like staring down this turkey. I was like, hello, are you our new third mic? Say something. He just stood there in the middle of the road. Yeah. Turkeys are... They're so big and dumb. I, I don't understand where they're all coming from. Is it because nobody eats turkey at Thanksgiving anymore because everyone stopped giving a shit and they're just taking over? There's something going on. There's a... I don't know. But yeah, they're bigger than I remembered when I was just looking at this one. Or maybe it was just a particularly juicy one. It was like a peacock. Like the streaming service. It was, uh, it was startling. Mm. But everyone walked away unscathed. So that was thank nice. goodness. What else you got for news? I had what else did I have? Uh, Quibi is now the 99th ranked iOS app in the U.S. It'll be out of the top hundred in any any day now. It seems, and I just think it's great. Quibi is such a bomb. It's like unbelievable. Everyone's stuck in their house looking for stuff to watch, and no one wants anything to do with this app. Like. To be 99th, like Angry Birds 2 has been like number seven for like five years. and I tried playing that once. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Game sucks. 
But they sunk like billions of dollars into Quibi, like at least $2 billion for like talent and the whole deal. Because they have movie stars like on some of these shows. And it's just amazing how much it's bombing. It's something to behold. Well, it's a stupid idea because yeah. you're like, hey, Quibi's out. I was like, oh, cool. And I, the first thing I did was I fired up my Apple TV. I typed, I went all the way to the Apple store thing and I searched QIBI and nothing came up. And I texted Hoops. I was like, hey, uh, there's, uh, there's no Quibi on here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, Quibi's only on the phone. And like immediately I was just like, not a chance. It's like, a phone exclusive nope. app. That's the biggest could you I've probably ever heard in my life. And just timing wise, it's so awful. Like everyone's stuck at home looking for stuff to watch and you can't watch it on anything but your phone. Who wants to watch anything on their phone, especially when you don't have to? It's just like miraculously bad timing. Ridiculous. Right, like everybody's at home. The yeah. whole point of being able to watch stuff on your phone, I suppose, would be... Yeah, like when you're on the go, on the way to work, on the train right. type stuff is how they pitched it. And right, on the commuter just, rail or, or sitting in traffic or whatever the fuck. Like not... Yeah. They, they really just... They're out to lunch. Poke I've kids. never understood... I, I've never watched anything on my phone. I barely can make it through a YouTube video just because I'm like just so not engaged when it comes to... <sighs> yeah, you just you don't want to stare at your phone and watch anything longer than like a minute. It's just agreed. Or I don't, anyways. No. 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 That's all I had for news. You want to do some I obits? Have two obits. Ooh. And three shots. What no. do you got? Well, let's start with obits. This Done. is the first, folks. We have our first listener submitted obit. Oh, fun. From Turkey Head Superfan Michael Montero. How you doing, Monty? Suck you, Jimmy Buffett! You <laughs> fucking suck! He was compelled to have us obit when they show someone looking at a smartphone in a movie and it's like oh, almost yeah. an iPhone screen, but not quite. It's just different enough so they don't have to pay Apple to use, uh, you know, the the real thing. The could I thought it was a good obit. Like it's it may, yeah, like nobody's using phones that aren't iPhones. Yeah. This is what Mike said. I remember this now. I understand in two thousand nine when people were like, whatever, all phones are different and they change every year, no one will notice. It was fine. But now it's like there's like two options. And when you have a, a weird looking phone, it's a big glaring Yeah. Would you couldn't agree more. Stupid. Just just or just ugh. There's a way to do it. Like they, I, I, or Apple doesn't have a patent on like little bubble messages. Yeah. There's a way to mimic it enough that you can just, that it doesn't look like some, like you look at a phone in a movie, it's just this weird, they're always like these like quasi Samsung looking pieces of shit. Yeah. Just use an iPhone. Yeah. Um, I have two obits. The second one that I like better is, I'm obitting Game of Thrones. Oh. Done. I don't want to rewatch it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about how the last season was no good. And I'm ashamed that I ever watched it. I honestly I haven't heard anyone even bring it up in months. The, uh, like, 
it left no impact on anybody. The last season was such a dud. Everyone was just like, okay, we're done. We're not talking about that ever again. Yeah, typically when I obit something, it's been driving me crazy. This hasn't, because you're right. Nobody's talking about it. But yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is for my version of this obit, I'd like to keep it that way. I want to keep Game of Thrones out of everyone's mouths, and here's how I'm doing it. You're standing above the grave, making sure they don't eek back. Unless they want like to it. reboot it and bring it, bring back every character that died and make it like a King Joffrey-specific spinoff, I'm completely uninterested. So that's one of my obits. And then the other one is, they've been doing this a lot lately in lieu of the lockdown and the pandemic Mm -hmm. with newscasters making jokes about how they're not wearing pants when they're on camera. Classic. Just saying like, (laughs) and they're just shot, because they're shot from the waist up sitting at a desk. I'm also against like the the sh- like Parson sent that picture of the Tennessee Titans coach and he had the guy taking a shit in the background during the draft. Oh. There was another woman who was a newscaster and her, she accidentally had her husband in the bathroom nude on frame behind her and you could see his penis. <laughs> like that t- those gaffes are also in the obits. It's That's like who TV. would go on national television without being pretty sure that the room was clear. Like, oh, yeah, the bathroom's open, and my husband happens to be standing there with his dick hanging out, and I'm going to just put that on TV for everyone in the world to screen grab. It got drafted. I don't know. I just think that's dumb, and it's not that funny. And laughing about it and being a part of it, I'm out. That's obitted. Done. That's fair. Close the goddamn doors. No people in the background. I got two quick obits. Mm. I tweeted this earlier because someone was – someone – did this bit like, quote, tweet, something that bothers you in movies. And I remember this thing. When characters unnaturally say things like, hey, little brother, <laughs> in an opening scene of a movie so you can quickly establish their relationship. Right, and without any actual work being done in terms of exposition. Exactly. I don't like that either. No sibling in the real world has ever said like, hey, little brother, or what's up, big sis? That's never happened. Yeah, that's not a thing. <laughs> on earth. And it's in so many things. I can't even remember what it was in recently, but... Like stepfather porn? <laughs> Probably. But that's just a bothersome one. And also in romantic comedies, when like the fun best friend character says to the lead, you got to get out there or your vagina's going to seal up. Or the guy version, like, you got to get out there, bro, or your dick's going to fall off. Ugh. Or like... You know, if you don't use it, bro. You know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, and I hate it. It's in everything. It's a kudja. It's uh, maybe the original kudja. I'm obitting both of those. Fair. Don't I accept wonder. both. Um, what else? Uh, shuts. Shuts. Want to do some shuts? Uh, I shut off The Lion King, the <laughs> Favreau version, not the original. Attaboy. Which you hated, the Turkey King, as you've called it. It's agreed. It's a shot-for-shot remake. Why even bother? I made it like five minutes. It sucks. As soon as I realized that Chewie Tell, whatever the fuck his name is, Mm. was playing the role of Scar, I was out. I was like, no, they couldn't even get Jeremy Irons. What's he doing? Nothing. Yeah, the movie is so much the same. You might as well bring back the same voices. At least then people can like have some fun with it. (laughs) Every I hated everything about that movie. Yeah, it was awful. Looked cool. In that same vein, I shut off A Wrinkle in Time, which is- You a, didn't make it through that? I really thought you would. Whew, folks. Bad, huh? Like, one of the biggest misfires I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this movie has Mindy Cowling, awful child actors. It has Oprah playing, like, an enormous god person who's, like, 
like the size of a building talking to all these like children. It's the most insane turkey I've seen all year. And it's like laughably bad. I can't believe this was a movie that was released in theaters. It was really Did we read really that something. book in school as kids? I think so. That's definitely one of those titles that it seems like a book reporty type book, a wrinkle in time. I don't know who wrote it. Probably some worker. Um, but yeah, I turned that off. That was just unfathomable. And I also turned off this show on Amazon Prime called Gravesend. It's a new show that I watched a full episode and I genuinely couldn't tell if it was a parody of gangster shows or if it was just trying to be a gangster show. Mm. Like, I genuinely Gravesend? Like, I haven't even heard of it. Yeah. It's just like a nothing. It sucks, huh? It was It was it's almost, not even funny bad? Well, that's what I was looking at it, like trying to figure out like, what's going <laughs> Can on Can I laugh here? at this? It's like almost as like a Tim and Eric type nonsense vibe. But I could also see someone making it and just thinking like, this is just killer mob stuff. This is cool. Most mob movies are really bad. I actually had, I forget if it was you that I had this discussion with, but like Goodfellas is good. Godfather 1 and 2 are good. Casino is good. Yeah, if Basically, that's it. If it's if not you a, really look at it. If it's not a great one, it seems like a parody. Because right. they just do the stuff that's in all the other ones, but poorly. Like, hey, hey. Like, <laughs> even like Bronx Tale is good, but like that's it. Like there's like almost, there's like five of them. Yeah. And then there's 500 bad ones. Yeah. The tone of this show was like unbelievable. I just. I shut off uh, the Paramount original Waco about the Waco cult, <laughs> like, you know, standoff shootings with uh, Waco, Texas there. Yes. Starring like, can I ever have a successful film? friend of the show uh taylor kitsch who really is box office poison and i have no idea why hollywood has given him so many chances do you oh they're done giving him chances after after john carter and battleship two of the biggest bombs of like that decade they don't put him in stuff really anymore i guess this is a paramount original that somehow eked its way onto netflix you wouldn't really call this a chance yeah this is him like slumming it like, yeah, but it was really bad because he sucks. Everyone acts like it's a miracle that this guy's movies are no good, but no, he just sucks. I thought about watching it when you mentioned that Michael Shannon was in it. That got me slightly. I didn't even intrigued. get to the part with him in it yet. Uh, I'd already shut it. I bet that's when it's like, up. I'm coming in to get you. I want you to drink the Kool Aid and stuff, Waco wise. Um, I think you're thinking of the Heaven's Gate cult. No, Waco had a similar... Did they have a drink of a poison beverage too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, either way, the concept of the show could have been great because I like cult stuff and I like crazy guys and I like hostage situations, but it was just trash. It was boring and stupid and I hated it. Just don't bother. And I also... What else? I had one more. Raising Cain with John Lithgow, which mm. is a Brian De Palma movie in 1992 and... It, just yuck. Yeah, we were texting about that the other day. And Brian De Palma's one of those guys. It's like, in my head, I was like, oh, he's like one of the greats. And then we started talking about all his movies. And it's like, I think I only like the first Mission Impossible and like Carrie. Yeah. He is a bunch of like weird, I don't know. He's good, but not the greatest filmography, especially for like, you know, he's a big name. He's one of the. It's like one of the guys. Yeah, Cod made up. He was like, yeah, Brian De Palma sucks. And I was ready to argue with him and be like, well, I think you're forgetting about. And then I looked his IMDb and I was like, 
Nope. Yeah. There's nothing there. Like, oh, snake eyes? <laughs> oh, uh... I, I guess Scarface? Yeah. But, uh, that's all I had. Do you want to... Why don't we take a little break? And our featured review today is the, uh, as I mentioned earlier, on my ank underscore fit Instagram. Ooh. Uh, we're doing Eastern Promises, which is a David Cronenberg movie. We both love it. And yes. we'd love to tell you about why and how you can watch it. So right we'll after this. Right back. We're back. Hey, team. Yo. We just watched the 2006 David Cronenberg movie, Eastern Promises, which he made with Viggo Mortensen right after they made History of Violence the year before. They were clearly vibing in this uh, moment in time. I would say it's right in the same vein as Rushmore. These two, <laughs> yes. these two movies go hand in hand. Yes. But if you've never seen this movie, it's just like a cool, well-made movie about the Russian mob. We were talking about mob movies earlier in the program. This isn't like those. This is just like a cool, gritty thriller that just happens to be about the mob. You know what I'm saying? Russian guys, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking of more of the Italian-American mafia when I made that statement. Like, yeah. Movies about like the Yakuza or like, I don't know, like. Uh, City of God or something like those are cool. Yeah, those don't get like filed under mob movies. Right, no, and they don't. They they don't get. Com- they're not completely oversaturated. Like there aren't so many movies about the Russian mafia done poorly that it's upsetting. Exactly. Yeah, this is like I can't even think of another movie about the Russian mafia. Although I'm sure there's a couple. But um, yeah, you know, a world you don't see yeah. very often. It has a lot to do with uh, tattoo culture, which, which I, I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a stand. Like their whole mob, Russian mob guys, their whole life story is written on them and their tattoos. And like there's a cool scene where they tell, you know, you learn Vigo's story and then he gets new tattoos. Should we get mob tattoos? I was already texting with my tattoo artist setting up (laughs) a Russian prison tattoo as it is. Yeah, some stars on your knees like Vigo got. The knee is actually, I don't have anything on my knees, but... I have all like wimpy tattoos except for like one tiny one of my ribs, which is still wimpy because of its size. But the ribs and the knees, uh, I believe, and the feet Mm. are supposed to be some of the most, and neck obviously, are supposed to be the most painful spots. I'm going to get a departed tattoo on my neck. So to get Martin Sheen going (laughs) off the building. And that'll initiate me into the the Boston mob kid. That would actually be an awesome tattoo. (laughs) And I'm going to write that down. Scotty Bulger. (laughs) But yeah, this uh, this movie's great. This uh, it's famous for its uh, naked knife fight scene, which is uh, quite the doozy when you're watching it. Yeah, that scene alone makes this entire movie worth the cost of his mission. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen should have been given the Oscar just for being willing to be in a naked knife fight in this movie. That's like unbelievably gritty. The violence in this movie is like disgusting. Yeah, that it. it comes roaring right out of the gate with a really violent scene. Yeah. And we're trying to be dance around spoilers because I imagine a lot of you haven't seen this, but mm. I got to say, like, 
I actually prefer History of Violence to Eastern Promises, but I think Eastern Promises looks cooler and the fights are better. That's a good take. History of Violence has more violence in it. This yeah. one only has like three scenes of violence, but when it happens, it really happens. It's very gritty. Yeah. And you see Viggo Mortensen's nuts from behind. <laughs> yeah. It's like very a nice touch. <laughs> it's filmed very like unflatteringly and oddly. It's like he deserved some awards. Yeah, for it's that. it's filmed in basically the least flattering, like most the worst possible angles you could get of a human being. Yeah. This movie covers all of them. Yeah, it's like, uh, the editor really should have been a little more forgiving with some of these. Oh, like from behind, in the nude, bending over with the balls pushed up against the butthole with the legs together while punching somebody. <laughs> yeah, like they would have edited that shot out of a porno. But in this movie, it's just like, yep, keep it in. Yeah, we're going to do one take and we're not cutting anything. <laughs> like, oh. But even that aside... Vigo was very, very good in this movie and like nails his Russian accent. And he, uh, Vincent Casal, as I mentioned, it, you said he's French, which I think is correct, but his uh, Russian accent's not nearly as good as Vigo's. Yeah. And Vigo's, where is he from? Do we know? He's not American. Yeah, he's something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Do you remember exactly. him in that movie Hidalgo? <laughs> Who could forget? That was probably his best. <laughs> But yeah, and like, I forgot what a sidecar he was in this movie. I remember him being like the lead. Naomi Watts is kind of the lead of this movie. I forgot she was even in it. Agreed. Yeah, her performance, like whenever she's on screen, it's slightly less interesting. Yeah. That was one thing I had, a nitpick. Not a nitpick even, just like it just... Yeah, you want to follow the the cool mob guy. I actually preferred Naomi Watts in the straight-to-Netflix original Gypsy. <laughs> oh, that was uh, one season and then canceled. You're the only person on earth who watched that show. I roared through all of it. My goodness. Naomi Watts. Yeah, I... My favorite. She's an actress that I think really only David Lynch needs. And you could kind of swap her out with, like, Vera Farmiga in anything. Ooh. Or just some other, you know, middle of the road... I kind of like her. list actress. I'm trying to think what she's really good in. Mulholland Drive would probably be her most memorable. Yeah, she's really Speaking good in Speaking of that. David Lynch. Yes. Love that. <laughs> but yeah, and you also got Vincent Cassell in this movie. He's a mm. decent sidecar. Yeah, I like him. Oh, wait, you just talked about his accent. Yes. The uh, This movie has a cool twist in it, which I obviously won't reveal, but when you... <laughs> When you watch it again... I don't know why I cricketed that. I just needed it. You watch it differently knowing the twist. And, you know, like all great rewatches, it just adds a fun extra layer that mm. you can uh, really appreciate. I uh, forgot about the twist. Oops. You did. What a dumbass. I mean, that's good. You could watch it more organically. Agreed. But yeah, great movie, great rewatch. Yeah, uh, Eastern oh. Promises. I think it is it on Amazon. We watched it on iTunes. Hmm. Uh, I don't think it's on something. I don't think it's streaming, but it's probably a cheap rental. So fire that up. I'll, I don't think, I'll do one quick search for it. I don't think History of Violence is streaming either. Certain movies just never pop up on streaming, and yeah, you got to just buy them, which is unfortunate. <clears throat> you know, the movie industry is getting some lumps. Yes. Right now, nobody's seeing anything. Things have gotten dire, which leads us to our next review. <laughs> we both watched Stuber oh, the other day. And I liked it. Mm -hmm. 
I did. You can act like a man! It's a reveal. This movie is new to HBO. If you have HBO, it's on there. Yep. And so you don't have to pay for Stuber, thankfully. This is the buddy cop buddy, action buddy. comedy starring Kumail Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. Odd duo. Good duo. They, they were kind of working for me. I like I, them as a duo. This movie has maybe one of the worst titles ever. Hmm. Stuber. Like Kumail's character is Stu, and he drives an Uber, so the name of this movie is Stuber. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, that's not funny. That's about the long and short of it. It's, But, uh... I have, what are my notes? This movie, it is? I wrote down, are we Dave Bautista guys? And I think the answer is yes. It's a yes from me, undoubtedly. Dog. I think he's great in everything. Even, he's in Blade Runner 2049 in like a weird role that isn't funny at all, but he kills that too. Normally he's like the funny guy. But this movie, a decent action. Mm. It, uh... Has one of the guys from the raid in a cool supporting villain role. He gets a, a fun action scene. Fun cameo from Steve Hoey of Showtime Shameless fame. Yeah. As a male stripper, which he actually played on Showtime as well. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he's good. Yeah, I like him. He's funny and has chops. This movie was surprisingly making me laugh. I, I laughed, laughed a, a couple few times. times. Yeah. And, like, Dave Bautista is a trained MMA fighter, bodybuilder, and WWE wrestler. So his fighting choreography was actually awesome. Yeah. And, uh, like, when they first meet, Kumail's like, to Dave Bautista, he's like, do you want me to drive you to all the Sarah Connors or something? (laughs) Like he's the Terminator. That killed me. (laughs) I laughed at that, yeah. The Them just hating each other. Yeah. In classic buddy cop, they got a... They get in, then something happens, they're out, then you get back in. And uh, this movie actually had an obit in it. It's uh, Did it? When they bring a human criminal to the vet to like yes. to make we, them yes, fix. Yes, I forgot. Oh, fuck. Every movie does this. That's another thing. Guarantee it's happened like twice in real life ever. Like, let's break into this vet's office and make this. Guy who fixes animals fix you. This is gritty. I would love to know the first movie to ever do that so we could send a pointed email to yeah. the writer and just say, what have you done? <laughs> because this is nev- we're never going to shake this. Well, was, it, not, was it the original Batman? It's not their fault. They deserve the credit, and they should get to insult Touché. everyone who's taken it so off. So we go after the second guy. Yes. That, <laughs> that's who we put in our crosshairs. Take them down. But yeah, this, you know, Stuber, I've seen worse action comedies fine, yeah. with weirder duos. I laughed at the bit where they had the criminal and they were holding him down and Kumail Nanjani was sending tweets out as him like, I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that was funny. That made me laugh because it was just stupid and campy. Very campy. And they also, they tease a sequel at the end, which made me laugh because I don't think that'll happen. But would you be open for Stuber too? I would, only if they called it Stuber with a big two Ooh, in the middle. That's a green light. Now I want it to happen also. <laughs> wow. Like big giant two with like Kumail's face on the end of it. What do you mean? Hi. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, worth it's a watch. piece of shit, fun turkey and take it in. Especially these days. I just and Also take a stand. Yeah. 
I got a couple more quickies. Mm. I've been watching some stuff. I watched It's a Disaster, which is now I've on I've seen Hulu. that. Yeah, it was very good. I was bummed when you recommended it. I was like, oh, this sounds great. And then I watched the trailer. I was like, I watched this in 2013 when it came out. Yeah, it's one of those movies. I was like, where has this been hiding? I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, I and- pulled it off of a torrent. Ooh. It was a trend when I used to go on Pirate Bay when I was living in California and had no friends and I would just torrent movies all day. Yeah. And then watch them on my TV. I found it under like a top 20 when it first came onto VOD and I just ripped it onto iTunes and watched it. Yeah, it was really good. I yeah. It had like a cool poster. I was like, let me give this a go. And David Cross was in it. And it's I probably like trending now because it's just applicable given our current situation. Yeah, it's oddly topical without. Yeah. Getting into spoilies, yeah, but that's an easy movie to spoil. But it is quite good. Where did you watch that? On Hulu. Okay, cool. It's called It's a Disaster, and I also watched uh, Beastie Boys story. Yeah, I gotta watch that. A new documentary on Apple Plus, directed by Spike Jones. We're a- not even Beastie Boys guys, and exactly. it, looks, it looks just really well done. Yeah, very well made and interesting, mm. and yeah. The, and I also watched this morning, it just came out, the new Netflix original starring Chris Hemsworth called Extraction, which is a very dumb, like, silly action movie that, it also kind of reminded me of The Raid. I'm bringing up The Raid again and again. But uh, it's Chris Hemsworth as a soldier version of John Wick, just like shooting everyone on Earth in the head in a war-torn atmosphere while he's trying to save this kid. You know, it's a movie. It had good action. Every time the action stopped, it was kind of a snoozer. But, I don't know, worth a watch if you like over-the-top, very violent action movies. That is Extraction on Netflix. Mm. Are we good sound-wise? Yeah, just making sure. Okay. I'm, I'm taking the quality of our mm. program sound much more seriously than in previous episodes when, you know, like I'd go to the bathroom with the door open or... Yep, that happened. Episode five, folks, if you <laughs> want to do a trip down memory lane and enjoy that mess of an episode. But yeah, we have a professional sound engineer now, hey uh, Sam Platt. Thank you very much, buddy, for helping us out with this. Yes. He, When we finish the program, I send it out to him, and he does a very good job editing it for us. The last couple episodes, he's done it. And so, yes, needless to say, I've also taken great lengths to soundproof the room a little bit better. I'm going to keep that going, and the program will sound better and better each week. We're back. Um, Did you watch any of the features before we get into TV, guys? I no, just TV. After other than that, a big big week of TV for yeah. me. You got really into <clears throat> the new Netflix show Black AF, which yes, honestly, I went into it with no expectations whatsoever. I actually didn't realize Kenya Barris, the creator, writer, and star, was. The guy who wrote like Girls Trip, Shaft, Blackish, Grownish, and yeah. a bunch of other mostly geared black, you know, comedy TV shows and movies. He's almost like the new Tyler Perry. He's really like clicking with people. He puts Tyler Perry in one of the episodes and they're kind of at odds, which is really funny. That's probably like meta. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. And I read on IMDb they comp- the one of the reviewers or critics referred to him as a black Larry David. And I think that's like a perfect comparison. Yeah. I only watched one episode, but I liked him and thought he was very funny. Yeah, he's as really the lead. clever and quick and 
Uh, he plays a very opinionated guy. Yeah. He's just throwing around his. It's the same guts as as Kirby enthusiasm too. It's like a, a wealthy guy at the peak of his career or towards the twilight of his career because he's had so many projects. He's a little older. He's got a family, mm. you know, a wife and for in this case, a wife and children. And it's the the description is a father takes an irreverent and honest approach to parenting and relationships, and that's like the most vague thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but I mean, like. I love the like racially uncomfortable, funny, black, white humor and just like anytime there's jokes at white people's expense, I'll laugh. I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> You're here for that. I am. <laughs> and I thought Rashida Jones was awesome. She's fun. I think she's really pretty and talented and I just dig her style. I think she's she's good. She's a good straight woman to him, to his character. The soundtrack mm. is unbelievable for those of you that are hip hop fans like myself. There's all sorts of good stuff on there, and I, I have nothing bad to say about this show. I thought it was hysterical from beginning to end. I watched the whole thing. He also is like a streetwear icon. He has like tons of cool stuff, like cool Jordans and Yeezys and, you know, mm. cool jewelry and, you know, just like his whole getup is amazing. It made me want to go shopping, and I'm like, I can't spend money, so that's a little frustrating, but mm. – I'm a big fan of sneakers, and he has unbelievably cool sneakers in every episode, and they're always different. So look out for that if you're a fan. Black AF Ooh. on Netflix. And I think you need to get back in there and finish it because there's some great stuff in the middle and towards the end. I'm going to finish it. I did like what I saw. but And there is a Mike Epps appearance. Okay, now I'm completely sold. I was going to say, I thought that might hook you. But this is another case of bad title. I think... Like the AF, that's gonna, it's already aged poorly. Do people even still say that? Like, I don't know. It could have just been black. Just Any, called black. Black, black yeah. <laughs> just anything with black. I get, well, I like black in the title, but you're right. AF is, it makes me a little embarrassed saying it. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the point. And I think it's almost too on the nose because he did blackish, and this is basically like a more edgy blackish. Yes. And so they're like, black AF, sure. Right, like, oh, same thing, but with the F in it. Yeah, like with a better title, I think more people would be on board. Yeah, I didn't like that title either. That's a good call. We've also been Adult Swim Guys. Oh, wow. This is a good break. Watching uh, the new- Ask any racer, any real racer. <laughs> oh. You cut That's all I off. needed. <laughs> we watched uh, or have been watching the new Tim and Eric show Beef House. Which I really can't say enough good stuff about. I, I really like it. So it's, funny. If you are fans of Tim Heidecker and uh, 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 Eric Wareheim and the Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job. Also great job. from Adult Swim. Yeah, it's one of the, it's just irreverent and silly and uncomfortable and sarcastic and weird and it's just everything I need right now. Like the last thing I want is some like, you know, like politically charged, smart John Oliver type humor. Like I just want to, yes. I I just want to you know, take my hands off the wheel and go on idiot like poopy pee joke <laughs> autopilot and that's what this is you couldn't find a dumber show like anywhere on any service like but good dumb yeah it's fun dumb yeah like like it's i hate when people say this but like turn off your brain and just like just coast yeah just it's, have a laugh there's literally a scene where tim can't go to the bathroom but <laughs> has to hang out with some sexy older woman who lives next door so they rig up a hose to his asshole through the hot tub that they're sitting in together so that he can have diarrhea into the hose back into the house 
next to the beef house's toilet. Makes perfect sense to me. It's something <laughs> that, number one, wouldn't even work, and number two, <laughs> yeah. if it did work, would make the world's biggest mess. And then she finds out and like doesn't care. It's just like a total Everything goof. about it is awesome, and it's... And also Jamie Lynn Sigler, who played Meadow Soprano, is on the show for no reason at all, which I think is just a huge home run. It makes it so much funnier because they're all goofs and they have like their old guys who right. aren't actors who they put in everything. But then she's in there to give everything like a little bit of legitimacy and it makes it funnier. Right. That she's an actress from a multi-year program with 100 episodes and Emmys and she's doing this now because whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. Beef House. It's on the Adult Swim app, I think, is the fastest way to access it if you have like a Roku or a Google device or a, I use Apple TV or Xbox, I guess. And also on Adult Swim, you've been getting into Joe Para Talks to You? Oh, I didn't just get into it. I watched all of it. You entired it? I did, yeah. There's two full seasons. I, took, I ripped oh, wow. through it. I was going to say, there's two full seasons. I don't know if they were all They're all up, up there. there, yeah. I watched every episode. It's That's even better, I think. Because that's you have to think about that one a little bit. That one's not quite as stupid. Yeah. It's not even really laugh out loud funny. It's just there's a scene where he's talking about like Swiss chard at the grocery store and how he throws it over the fence because he doesn't finish it. And <laughs> Yeah, like the tone of the show is so weird and specific. Mm. It's another thing, like, you could show it to most people and they'd be like, is this supposed to be funny? What is this? Right, and you spend, like, you'll spend you spend most of the... They're quick little bursts, by the way, this and Beef House. They're little, like, 20-minute episodes. Yeah. You'll spend most of the time literally just watching it going, is this, like, am I... Yeah. Like, I don't get, like, is that his real voice? Is this is that yeah, supposed like, to be a joke? Like, like what's well, happening here? Why does it look like it was filmed in 1988? Hi, it's me, Joe Perra. Hey, hey, everybody. He's got this whole... I love shows that are on, like, completely different wavelengths than yes. anything else. This show's coming in from, like, another universe. It's coming in hot. It's something that I've never seen anything like it. It's almost yeah. got the feel of, like, Napoleon Dynamite if it were written by funny people. Wow. That's really... Put that on the DVD. That's, like, exactly <laughs> what this show is. Right. Like, wow. Napoleon Dynamite, the look of it was hilarious. But unless you're, like, 22 years old and really stoned, Napoleon Dynamite ages... Basically, like a piece Very. of pizza in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Just like it's not funny anymore. I watched it recently, and it's like yeah, you laugh out of nostalgia. But this is actually like I wouldn't even know how to recommend this to people, and that's why this is a fun segment for us to sort of stumble through. But I don't know. It's you know Joe Perra talks to you as the show. Yeah. Joe Perra is the star and creator, and it's and it has uh, what's his face in it, um, Connor O'Malley. Yes, who's very funny and does like weird like. He's a very videos on YouTube. Yeah, he's a good Instagram follow. He's mm. on that Netflix show, the sketch show that everybody loved. I can't remember. That. I think you should leave. Yes, he wrote on that and was in a couple yes. of the best sketches. That's a great show too. Did everyone love that or just us? I hope everyone loved it. No, that was popular, and that's coming back for a second season. I remember the us discussing that. Yeah, I hope that it's back soon. And I hope I enjoy the show. <laughs> couple more TV items. I finished the show Devs on Hulu. The uh, This is the Alex Garland show. It's like the weird sci-fi thing. I've we mentioned still it before. still got to watch that as a team. I haven't been able to get in there yet. Yeah. In this show, it was eight episodes. I thought it was like incredible for the first like six, maybe even seven. And they totally whiffed on the ending. But I'm still going to recommend it. 
Mm. Even with a bad ending, it's still better than like 95% of other shows on TV. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, I swear to God I have this muted. That is Devs on Hulu, if you want to check it out. With Nick Offerman and yes, some other sides. thank you. Thank you for the plug. But yeah, you referenced, we watched John Adams as a teen oh. the other night, which was like... I didn't hate it. It was really well done, and the cinematography's good, and it has like, you know... I mean, Paul Giamatti's going to be good in everything, but... This is like a long-running gag. Friend of the show, Cod says he watches the entirety of the show every year, that's I think. sick maniac. I don't think he's lying. I think that's a real thing. Yeah, and he watched this recently, but then was like, oh, let's all watch a thing, you know, as a team. And so we watched this, and woof. I You hated it? I mean, it's set where we live here in Boston and has a bunch of actors I like and is well-made, but it's still just too boring to get into. You didn't like that tar and feathering? I mean, that was like one moment of interest and violence in a mm. sea of like mm. boring period piece nonsense. Yeah, it definitely had a lot of boring stuff to it. Yeah. I must admit. I mean, I'd love to be able to tell the fans I was into it. It's like a classy thing to be like, oh, you ever see John Adams on HBO? But I don't know. <coughs> it just bores me. And also, Codwise, he said the other day he hates Austin Powers, but he likes the director, Jay Roach. Maybe... The worst take ever, is yes. what you said. Yes, yes, I remember this conversation now. <laughs> That's a terrible take. Literally, takes don't get worse than that. You he don't liked, like so you Austin liked, Powers? You liked like the takedown or whatever that movie is with like Jack Black about politics. Yes. But you hated Austin Powers, one of the funniest character movies of all time. Insanity. Yeah. Unthinkable. I don't, I don't get it either. Cod, I, I have no powers drops. God, you're a fucking a, crime. You're a Westworld robot and you must be stopped. And what else do we watch? We're still watching Run on HBO, which is That's all we have to say about it. Not good. We're hating it, yeah. Don't it's, even bother with Merritt Weaver and uh Dom I never know how to say his name properly. Is it Dom Nall? Do you not pronounce the N? Yeah, I think it's Domnall. I actually don't know. Domnall Gleason. I'm just guessing. His father is that side from fucking in Bruges that when you told me that, I laughed my ass off. His dad is great. He's in 28 Days Later. Brendan Gleason. There it is. But yeah, this run on HBO, it's like a show that thinks it's sexy and like mysterious, but it's just the most like boring, like, could you, what am I doing watching this thing yeah, I've they ever have seen? Less than no chemistry, and it's just stupid and dumb. We're going to finish every episode, though, just because that's the, the climate we're in right now. There's not much else to do. Hey, uh, um, I know what I want to talk about. <laughs> the Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. Is this week two of this program? Week two. It feels like it's been going on for... Week 80? Yeah. I don't even... Where are my notes on this? First of all, just the title of the show makes me laugh. The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. The Bachelor presents Kudja. It's like Fast and Furious presents Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw. I love when movies and shows present other movies and shows. That's my favorite thing right now. I really like that. We should do enough presents yeah. some, and then do a side podcast about something awful. Love it. Um, I was hoping there would be more fighting. There wasn't. Yes. Chris Harrison, high energy douchebag tool as always. 
He came out in a windbreaker, <clears throat> that host. Safe. And I had a good laugh at that. And just like, hey, everybody. <laughs> that new girl, Natasha, came coming out hot. She's like 36 years old and still managed to fire off every like preteen cliche imaginable. Yeah, even though the show just started, they're already bringing in different girls because the whole cast is kind of like boring. And they just need to be right. like, look, there's this new babe. Let's get some drama going. That's Come like on, the people. format on Bachelor in Paradise. They just keep bringing in new people to inspire more drama rather than actually casting anyone with, you know, any any interesting capacity to them whatsoever. Yeah, some of these babes, one of them came in shouting, I'm looking for a baby daddy. And then another That's, one was like, I'm not a diva, but I'm a diva. And it's like, oh, God, what a, what a great prepared line <laughs> that you roared in with. Um... That girl, Jamie, what did I, I don't even, I can't read my, oh my, I don't even know what I meant there. That girl who was crying about, cause like one of the guys thought, she thought she was with one of the guys and then he went on a date with the other one, which is the only thing that happens on this show. I was going to say that happened a few times. I'm confused. And she started crying saying, I've been cheated on in every relationship that's, I've that's, ever yeah, had. That's Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, made me laugh out loud. That was funny. <laughs> And you're 21 years old. Like, how do you have that? You're just getting your freaking dick kicked in at that age. Yeah. Um, how about, yeah, that was because she was talking to that, or maybe that was the other girl talking to that Trevor guy and saying he was emotionally cheating on her with her friend or a lot then, of that going around. They're all fighting over that one smarmy looking like, like light brown haired guy named Brandon with the, like the clean shaven face and the smug, the muggy smile. Yeah. He looks like a serial killer yeah. and it's like, he's like the new Blake. Remember Blake on, on Bachelor in Paradise? Everybody was all over him. Yeah. And he, he was always like, I don't know why this is happening. When it, What's going to happen with this guy is just what happened with Blake, where everything just sort of comes crumbling down around him, and all the girls are going to turn on him all at once, and he'll be left with nobody. Mark my words. I mean, we can only hope. The Mariana. Which one is she? She, I should have wrote written down more details. I'm just, doing badly with the names this season. I just I'm wrote, she's my favorite babe. Mm, I th you were in on Savannah last week, that free spirit yoga teacher. There are two, loose babe. There are two different babes with purple hair. One of them I like, one the of them Asian I don't one? like. Yeah, her I like. You're in on her. And the other one is kind of a dud. And it's like... I don't even remember her, so she mustn't be that important. I can't believe they didn't get like 10 minutes out of them arguing that they both have purple hair. Like, there can only be one of this. What are you doing? Bye. But also, I was laughing because legitimately like 30% of the runtime of the show is just people kissing. Like just making nice, out. Nice make out. Watching people make out is awkward. It's not interesting. And kissing noises are terrible. You know, like the... Uh, I, yeah, the like... <laughs> yeah. I was going to make some noises, but didn't want to be gross. <laughs> You're smooching with everybody. Yeah. But yeah, put that in the obits. Uh, smooch sounds. Yeah, and yeah. they like. I could do without that. While they're kissing, they like zoom in incredibly close, and it's just like, why am I? This is worse than looking at Vigo Mortensen's fucking butt and balls. Butt and nut nut sack. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd rather look at that myself. Yeah, um, this show sucks, <laughs> and everybody on it is the worst, and it makes me upset to be alive watching it. This and one, I can't wait for next week. There's one woman who is obviously the least attractive, but is the best musician. And she pretty much knows that and was like making fun of that, which I really appreciated. I can't remember her name. Rudy or? 
<laughs> yes, Sean, I can't remember There's the name. one named Rudy. I'm not joking, isn't there? It might be. We got to get better with the names if we're going to do this segment, but the show is not grabbing me. We like, should we should put up like a, a chart of all the I'll, with like I'll pictures. stick it on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Print it out. Take over the entire room here. Oh god. But yeah, it's uh It's on ABC. Or I've been watching it on Hulu. If you want to watch it live, it's on ABC, I think Monday nights. Yeah. This it's, is the the music themed version of The Bachelor. And the real versions of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise are all delayed because of the coronavirus, which so we're stuck with this, basically. Yes. And only this. What a treat for us. Um, you got anything else? I think that's it. That's it? You know what I want to do right now? Hmm. I think you might have a general idea. I don't know. I hope it's a bean set crime drama. Oh, my God, it is. Is that French out there? <laughs> 3D. How are you doing? More on the emboss? That's such an us line. He'll trade you out. This is what it's like to live here, folks. Yep. We Gritty and violent. We encounter this on a daily basis. People just bopping in, shooting you in the knees, talking about the Dedham Mall. Oh, here's some supper. Oh, wow. There's another classic scene. Costello's getting people up to the FBI. <laughs> Do you the know FBI. Go back up. He's a protected fucking informant. I mean, aren't they always trying to make it a federal case and it never gets made? Go around the back. I'll open the door. Go on. Wow, you're going to be on the edge of your... Oh, wait, I thought it stopped. (laughs) We got another 12 seconds. Where's his wife? He's another dame studying ba ba ba. That's ninety. That's ninety. It's starting to heat up, folks. We're in the real meat of the movie, and and this is a celebratory day. Actually, we've made it past the halfway point. Oh wow! We're at an hour sixteen with an. Wait. What a celebration! Yep, we're at an hour sixteen with an hour fourteen left. We pass this momentous milestone mm-hmm. on New Kids on the Block Day. This is incredible. The irony is not lost on me, Scott. <laughs> He's in. What else you got? Anything? You got some plugs? Yeah, let's plug some stuff. We would love it if you would send us an email. The email address is enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at enoughthepodcast. We're on Twitter at podcastenough. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at skipseasoned. That's pretty much it. Um, he covered everything, but I am still plugging my fitness Instagram, AnkFit. And I'm doing live workouts six days a week at 10 a.m. I will be doing one tomorrow, so get in there. Folks, I'll be there, and I hope to see you there. Have a good one, man. Good. Bye.